Hello listeners welcome to the first episode of poem a day podcast where in each episode we read one poem and dissect it bit by bit the poem for today is called lady lazarus composed by the poet silvia plot silvia plot was one of the most dynamic and controversial poets of the 20th century it was because uh, whether plot was writing about nature or about the lack of freedoms of an individual in a society she stripped away all the finery and formal expressions and layering that comes with poetry her writing was intensely personal and direct and extremely autobiographical she was an observer who saw the world in tiny frames and it seemed as if no detail escaped her from the tiny crawling of the ant to the simple act of making coffee in the morning she has written on varied subjects and events of a person's life she let her writing express fears and laid bare the vulnerability that comes with being a woman her poems create haunting images however her suicide at the ripe age of 30 attracted the attention of a multitude of readers who only saw in her singular verse an attempt to catalog despair and violent emotion and obsession with death her poems have thus been marred by the impending sense of death and readers desperately finding foreshadowing of some kind of what she would eventually end up doing Sylvia was born in 1932 in Boston and she was the daughter of a German immigrant college professor named Otto Plot the poet's early years were spent near the seashore but her life completely changed when her father died in 1940 some of her most vivid poems talk about her troubled relationship with her father who was a strict parent and one of the very well known poems named daddy talk about her feelings of betrayal when he died silvia began writing quite early in her early teens as well as uh, when she was a child she had published a lot of poetry and short stories in national magazines and she went on to uh, win a very prestigious guest editorship of a magazine when she went to college but it was only during her undergraduate years that silvia started to suffer from the symptoms of severe depression which would ultimately lead to her death In one of her journal entries Sylvia writes dated June 20 1958 It is as if my life were magically run by two electric currents joyous positive and despairing negative which is running at the moment and whenever it dominates my life it completely floods it She writes very eloquently of bipolar disorder also known as manic depression a very serious illness for which 
no effective medication was available during Sylvia Plot's lifetime. When Sylvia was 20, she attempted suicide by swallowing sleeping pills. She survived the attempt and was hospitalized and forced to receive treatment with electroshock therapy. Her experiences of breakdown and recovery and loneliness were later turned into fiction for her only novel The Bell Jar. Sylvia Plot's relationship with her husband who was also a well-known poet Ted Hughes has been a subject of commentary for a long time in fact feminist critics in particular tended to see plot suicide driven by the expectations that are placed upon women in the early six, 1960s and there was a lot of criticism of ted because of the guardianship of plot's papers that he had held especially when he admitted that he destroyed some of plot's journals including several which were written just before her suicide this controversy led to the publishing of the unabridged journals of sylvia plot 1950 to 1962 after hughes died from cancer in 1998 this exact transcription of the poet's journals provide us a provide us a very intimate view of her life in fact uh, it is the exact transcription from her earliest days at smith college to the days of her marriage and they have been published verbatim down to her misspellings there are very few critics who call sylvia a bad poet but then there are many who say that her legacy is one of cynicism ego absorption and a prurient fascination with death in fact a lot of critics at the time wrote that she constantly talks about pain fear and traumatic depression and the horrifying tone of her poetry underscores a depth of feeling that can be attributed to her near suicidal attempts and that is true nevertheless but her poems are so much more moving on to the poem now lady lazarus i have done it again one year in every 10 i manage it a sort of walking miracle my skin bright as a nazi lampshade my right foot a paperweight my face a featureless fine jew linen peel off the napkin oh my enemy do i terrify the nose the eyepits the full set of teeth the sour breath will vanish in a day soon soon the flesh the grave cave eight will be at home on me and i a smiling woman i am only 30 and like the cat i have nine times to die this is number 3 what a trash to annihilate each decade what a million filaments the peanut crunching crowd shoves in to see them unwrap me hand and foot the big strip tease gentlemen ladies these are my hands my knees i may be skin and bone nevertheless i am the same identical woman the first time it happened i was 10 it was an accident the 
second time I meant to last it out and not come back at all. I rocked shut as a seashell. They had to call and call and pick the worms off me like sticky pearls. Dying is an art like everything else. I do it exceptionally well. I do it so it feels like hell. I do it so it feels real. I guess you could say I have a call. It's easy enough to do it in a cell. It's easy enough to do it and stay put. It's a theatrical. Come back in broad day to the same place, the same face, the same brute amused shout. A miracle that knocks me out. There is a charge for the eyeing of my scars. There is a charge for the hearing of my heart. It really goes. And there is a charge, a very large charge for a word or a touch or a bit of blood or a piece of my hair or my clothes. So, so hair doctor, so hair enemy, I am your opus, I am your valuable, the pure gold baby that melts to a shriek. I turn and burn. Do not think I underestimate your great concern. Ash, ash, you poke and stir. Flesh, bone, there is nothing there. A cake of soap, a wedding ring, a gold filling. Hair God, hair Lucifer. Beware, beware. Out of the ash, I rise with my red hair. And I eat men like air. The poem has a lot of themes. One of the recurrent themes of Plot's poetry has been death and even throughout this poem she uses a lot of metaphors of death and resurrection to express what she's feeling she compares herself to Lazarus which is a biblical reference to a man that Jesus raised from death and she tells the readers that she has died multiple times and is in fact dead when the poem begins however she is brought back to life time and again for lazarus however his resurrection was a joyous event and one might assume that all resurrections are supposed to be happy and events of celebration but for the speaker it is not she wants to die and all the efforts of those who want to save her whether they are loved ones or the doctor or whoever else it is feel to the speaker as if they are selfish as if those are selfish acts controlling acts committed against her wishes throughout the poem she often contrasts life and death using imagery one can notice uh, in one of the lines where she compares her skin to a nazi lampshade or describing her resurrection as the flesh the grave cave it will be The speaker describes her experience of living as a kind of torture as almost a kind of death that when she is brought back to life her skin is like the dead skin of someone killed in the holocaust and even then in contrast she is describing death as a form of calmness she says that when she will be rocked shut she will be in peace she refers to the rhythmic 
calming waves of the ocean and for her the speaker death is not an end in itself death is the end which takes her to life where she can be at peace the other theme of lady lazarus is obviously of gender and oppression um one could argue that this poem has been told from the perspective of a woman who lives in a patriarchal society and she directly blames men for her suffering the poem strongly suggests that the men mentioned here are the ones the doctors and the loved ones who keep thinking of themselves selfishly and not even thinking of the other person especially the woman who wants to die but they won't let her silvia's complex web of thoughts have been immortalized in the words that she left behind for us in the form of her poetry and her novel let us hope that the next time she dies and is resurrected again she still rises with her red hair and can eat men like air you can tell us what you think by writing us an email on loney needs to study at the rate gmail.com if we like what you say we might even feature it on our next episode thank you for listening